Welcome to the Track and Sandow podcast by my mom, Darlene Holly. Hello, welcome back. This is a special episode of Dishin with Darlene, and I am sharing my masterclass from last week where I dove in and talked all about how to grow your email list, especially now in 2021. As all of you guys know, it's been a wild year, and growing your newsletter list is one of the best ways that you can engage with your community and really get people excited to learn from you and hear more about you. So I'm breaking the myth down of that email marketing is dead in this episode, and I'm sharing some top tips and tricks and ways that you can really show up and build your community by networking more and growing your community by email. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. I would love to hear what you guys think. Um, feel free to email me at hello at darleneholly.com and let me know if you need more support around growing your email list because I have some extra special programs that I'm running right now that can help you build out that list and start getting more clients in your business. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Talk soon. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. All right. Well, I am so excited that you guys are here today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oops, that didn't work. Um, sorry, my computer is acting funny this today. All right. Perfect. So thank you so much for joining me today. We are going to dive in and talk about all about how to build your email list in 2021. Times have changed. Lots of things have happened over the past year. And Email is still the fastest way that you can grow your business. Um, it's the best way to build your personal brand. And it's my favorite way to build a community of followers, to really engage with them, to network with them, and really to get to them to go from the point of like the no like and trust factor. You want to build up on that no like trust factor so that people, as they come into your community, they can go from a cold lead who maybe um, just happen to wander into your newsletter list and find um, the freebie gift that you have, and then you can take them through a journey to get to know who you are, share your story a little bit, connect with them, and then down the road when they're ready to buy, they're already warmed up. You've already had a chance to really get to know them and to build that relationship with them. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So I have it kind of broken down. So this can be a little bit of a working workshop. I want you to be able to take some of the steps that we're going to talk about tonight and actually be able to start implementing them into your business. So the goal with growing your email list is really to find the right subscribers. Having quality leads is so important. It's actually not that important that you have a giant list. You don't need 
10,000 people on your email list to have a really strong, profitable business. Um, I actually, when I started my business, I had about 150 people on my list when I started making consistent money in my business. So it's, you don't have to have like um, the really big influences in the world where they have, you know, 20,000 people on their um, social media followings and those different things. You don't have to have those numbers as long as you're really clear who it is that you want to market to, who it is that you're attracting into your business and that you find the right type of people. Um, you're not marketing to everybody in the world. Most of my audience that I draw in, you're trying to grow a business that sometimes is only 10 coaching clients, or maybe you want to have a hundred clients for the year, or maybe you have a couple small courses and things, and you're trying to grow your business, but you don't need millions of clients. You just need a handful um, for you and your business. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight is really how to find the right subscribers and getting the right quality leads into your list. And so you don't have to focus on the masses, just finding the right people just for you. So tonight I want you to start with the end in mind. So our, what is your end goal when it comes to growing your email list? I want you to take a second and um, you can drop in the chat if you want to. Um, what's your end goal? Like, what is it that you really want to pull into your business? Do you want 10 new clients? Do you want 100 clients to come through a group program? Do you wanna do 50 photo shoots? Like, what are those different things for your business that would really make a difference as you grow and move forward in your business? And so from there, I want you to think, what's the big picture? What is a lead generation activity that will bring people into your community? And why do you need it for your business? So when you're thinking about the marketing strategies and the different lead generations that you're gonna be putting out there, what is it that you really want to happen? What is like that big picture goal for you? Most of us are building relationships with the community that comes in. So we're taking them, like I said, a second ago from a cold audience. And when they first come onto your newsletter list, they're, they're a cold audience. They may have heard of you before. They may not have heard of you before. They liked what you talked about in your lead magnet that you've created that's kind of pulled them in. But how do you take them from a cold lead and start to nurture them and make them what I call like a hot lead? So your email list is the first investment people will make with you. And I'm going to say that again. So your email, like when you, people opt in to your newsletter list to join your email, they're making an investment in you. This is the first way that they're saying, hey, thanks for sending me this free gift. Um, I'm going to give you my email address in exchange. And so you're training them almost in a way to, to purchase with you. It's an investment. It doesn't cost them anything. They're getting something for free. But it's the first time they're saying, hey, I need support. I need help. How can I um, get help and support? They find your lead magnet and they give you their email address and you're able to take it from there. So think of that first contact that you meet with anybody as an investment. They're putting um, their trust in you for what you do. So that's your lead magnet. So it's coming from a cold traffic. They're coming in they're investing in you so that you can nurture them and make them warm. We need the exchange or we need this exchange of email address for the free gift 
so that that transaction can happen. And then from there, you go into the nurture sequence. So when somebody joins your email list, the first thing that they do is they get an email from you and it says, welcome, congratulations, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I can even use um, this masterclass as an example. When you signed up for this masterclass, um, you got an email that said, yay, you're here, welcome to the masterclass. Um, here's the information for tonight's masterclass and it had the Zoom link, the date, the time, um, if it was a traditional freebie or opt-in, it might have been a PDF or a workbook that you might have come into the community through. Um, those are different ways that people are engaging with you. And I want you to also think about the nurture sequence that comes in. Once you send that welcome email, it's the time to warm them up. This is where they're gonna get a chance to learn a little bit about your story. You can tell them a little bit about how you started your business, on the type of work that you do. You're gonna share valuable content. You're gonna add value to their lives so that eventually when they're ready to buy, you're gonna to be top of mind. Um, the worst thing that can happen is you spend all this time and energy nurturing these relationships. And then when it's time for them to purchase and they're ready to actually invest, um, they haven't heard from you for a couple of weeks and maybe somebody else comes across through social media or they find a blog post from somebody else. And then instead of buying from you, they go and buy from somebody else. So we wanna make sure we're nurturing that community on a consistent basis. And consistent basis looks totally different for every single business owner. Some people like to email their newsletter list once a week. Some people like to do it twice a month, sometimes once a month, um, at least bare minimum. I always encourage you to do at least once a month. That way people don't forget about you and your business and what you do. Um, and as you, and I would even challenge you as you um, do that to even, eventually grow to every week. And it depends on the type of business you have, but um, for myself as a business coach, it's important that I stay in front of my community. I'm sharing valuable information so that when they're ready, they know who to come to. I don't want them to go to somebody else, right? So another thing is your lead magnet isn't for everyone. So as you're creating your free gift for your audience, I want you to think about your ideal client. Who is your ideal client? Who is it that you want to work with? If you could pick that dream client, what would what characteristics, what um, things about them, what keeps them up at night? You're creating this lead magnet specifically for them. And you're, it's also not for everyone. I want you to always keep that in mind. Everything that you create is not for the whole entire universe. Um, I want you to be really clear and specific that you create this lead magnet for your dream client not for the masses. We only want to pull in, like I said earlier, the right subscribers, the right people that you want to work with that are going to be quality leads, people that would actually be interested in working with you down the road because they share similar values, similar mission. Um, they enjoy your personality, the stories you share. They can relate and connect to you. And the biggest struggle that most have is making it too broad. So you need to be super clear as you're creating your lead magnet so that you're not um, making it so broad that people don't even understand that the lead magnet that you're, that you're creating is specifically for them. So why do you, what do you focus on? I want you to get clear on what your niche is so that your lead magnet is in alignment with you and it's super specific because we're taking somebody from a cold lead to a warm lead through that nurture sequence and then we're taking, and then they're gonna be a hot potential, which is like, they're gonna be client ready, right? So think lead magnet is for the cold, 
Your warm audience is part of your nurture sequence. And then your hot lead is a client or somebody who's ready to move forward and potentially purchase with you. And part of that process is really identifying what is the problem that your ideal client has right now? And then creating an opt-in that solves that problem because you're the solution to fix that problem for them. And then you create a nurture sequence to nurture and engage with them. And the end of that is the offer. So you're taking them from problem, create, creating an opt-in to solve the problem, then you nurture, and then at the end of that nurture sequence, you're able to provide an offer to them to really understand what it is that they need. So I want you to take a second and think about what is the product or service that you're going to be promoting into your community? Because remember, we're starting with the end in mind. I want you to identify what it is that you're gonna be offering or promoting what, what's your um, your big offer? So if you're if you're ready to invite somebody to purchase from you, what would your offer be? And then identify what is the problem that they have, and what is the solution that you're going to offer to them? Remember, this is something that's heavy on their mind. So think if your ideal client was awake at two o'clock in the morning and they were worried about whatever it is that you can solve the problem for what is that problem that they're having? You want them to be thinking, how can I find the right person to help me solve this problem? Because they're ready to invest and they are ready to find somebody who can come in and solve that problem with them. And then also consider what is the product or service that you want to promote? Remember, this is a paid offer that you're gonna offer at the end. So you're giving them a free solution through the freebie through the lead magnet. And at the end of that time, you're gonna be able to invite them to work with you and invite them into your paid offer. So an example of this, um, one of the lead magnets that I have in my business is called Attract and Stand Out Online. It's a six steps um, workbook basically that breaks down the framework that I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients and my six month coaching package. And what I did is I broke that down to basically like the very first step that they would need in those six sections so that they could create a successful and profitable business. And I use that as a lead magnet. So as somebody comes in, if they're looking for support for creating a successful and profitable business, they're able to download my freebie, get six steps that are six, base, basically there's six baby steps that they can use to implement immediately in their business and get a quick win. And then as they go through my nurture sequence of emails, um, it'll warm up my audience, right? It's giving them a chance to get to know a little bit about my story. They're getting a chance to learn more about um, other valuable content that I share. Um, I share a couple other, like some of my top blog posts and different tips and tools that my clients have asked for over the years. And I share that during that sequence so that they're able to learn a little bit about me, go down the journey. They're getting a little bit more value and then at the end of it, I have an offer that I offer to them to schedule a free call, to um, get on the phone with me and see if my one-to-one -one coaching package is something that would be a good fit for them. And for some people, it's a great fit. They say, yes, I want to work with you. How do I do it? And we go through that process. And for other people, they say, this is amazing. I love what you do. I'm not ready for this yet. And I continue to nurture them. And when they're ready, they come back at that point. Does anybody have any questions at this point? Awesome. Cool.
people. Sorry, I know it feels weird to be talking to a silent audience. I'll just fill you in briefly. I'm like halfway through this process. So I just sent my lead magnet to the designer um, and I'm waiting for her to give it back to me in the PDF. But the rest of this stuff is super valuable because the nitty gritty step-by-step -step technical details of what to do next is where I was totally lost. Okay, perfect, yeah. And we can dive into that a little bit more towards the end too. Like if you have specific questions about some of those steps, let's make sure we get those answered today too so that you feel good moving forward from there. Awesome, thank you. All right, so let's see. So your lead magnet is basically a way that you can draw consistent traffic into, into your business right out the gate. So this is something that has no timestamp so that you don't have to recreate the content over and over again. So to give you the example, like I just shared the attract and stand out online freebie, that's one that I can use all the time in my business. Um, there's no date on it. There's no like deliverable to it. They can, anybody can download it at any time. It can go out. It's part of a nurture sequence. It's basically an automation. Um, I don't have to do anything on the back end for me. Where a flip example of that would be tonight's masterclass. Um, I run a monthly masterclass and I have to change the details to this, right? The Zoom link might stay the same, but the date and the time and all that information changes. And the workshop topic for the masterclass changes each month as well. So I have to physically go in every single time, like after tonight's class, I'll go in tomorrow or in the next couple of days and I will update all the information in the automated email that goes out. I'll update the landing page to make sure everything's changed so I can start promoting the next month's class. So your main freebie should be something that you don't have to audit, that you can automate and set and it's there and anybody at any time can come to it. And you can use this no matter where you're marketing your business, whether it's on your homepage of your website, if you're sharing it on social media, if it's at the bottom of a blog post or if it's on your blog page, um, if you're sharing it on Pinterest or any of those places that you're showing up and marketing your business, if you're on a podcast and at the end the host says, hey, how can people connect with you? You can use your automated email sequence um, freebie to go out at any of those times because there's no time specific date to it. So your main freebie should be built like that, not like tonight's masterclass where it changes often. And then I want you to take a second and think about what you can create. So Julie, I know you've already um, working on your process. If you wanna share what you created um, or anybody else who wants to jump in, there's so many different strategies you can do. You can do an ebook, you can do a PDF, a checklist, a course, a bundle. You can have products. Um, I'm curious, what are some of the different types of um, landing page or not landing pages, but gifts that you've thought about using for your business. If you want to share in the chat or you can come off of mute if you want to as well. So I serve, I do English language teaching and coaching and I serve like higher level learners who are international professionals. So my lead magnet is, it actually ended up being pretty extensive. It's more the length of an ebook, but I'm still offering it for free because what I'm doing is directing people to other free resources that can solve their problem in the moment. Because the issue that my my clients have most often is like, I don't have time to take a class, but I need to put, to improve my pronunciation. Um, great, as a coach, I don't wanna coach you in pronunciation, it's boring. Use this app instead. Um, so it, it's just the stuff that I've been recommending to the clients for the past 10 years. And I spent the last year kind of updating it um, and some new things came my way. And so it's all divided into the different language categories. 
I might be thinking backwards, but it's like, I'm trying to fill my groups. I don't want people to call me for coaching all the time anymore. Our coaching business is healthy. Um, so the idea was like, I'm going to give you all this stuff to solve your problem on your own. The one thing you can't solve on your own is what I offer in my group classes. Yeah. So that was my logic with it. Yeah. So that's perfect. So you want to create something and I like to call it like the ground zero mm -hmm. to where you're leading them to. So what's like that first baby step of step one before they would necessarily sign up for your group coaching program that would give them a small win, get them in the door so they can start to learn about what it is you offer. And then through that nurture sequence that you create, you can lead them into your group program. Um, that way you're not giving away like the important content that you're going to be sharing in your course, right? Like we don't want to give away the whole entire um, mm -hmm. shebang out the door, but we want to give them a quick win that leads them to where they're almost where their natural next step would be to go directly into that course. And whether that's um, them hopping on a phone with you, or if it's a course, a lot of times, depending on the price point, we want to be able to make it to where it's a no brainer where as they go through that nurture sequence, they can easily get marketed um, and emails typically like five and six could be offer emails where it would lead them directly into your course. So yeah, does that, does that help with like that mm -hmm. process a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's clear. Thank you. Yeah, um, I think I, I think I did it in a logical way because the other thing I say very clearly in the content is like, this is for, you know, setting up your self study plan. If you hit a wall or you find you need more accountability because that's really what, what people end up calling us for is like, look, I have all the tools in the world, but I have to rely on myself to use them, right? So it's like when they're ready to invest in actually showing up with other people in the class. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a great job of getting them prepped so they can move forward from there. We'll see. Hopefully it'll be up on the site next week. <laughs> we can always look at it afterwards too if we need to look oh, at the breakdown great. specifically. That's awesome. And um, Gladys, we're going to get to that um, in just a little bit. That's part of the, tonight's um, conversation. So I'm going to save your question until we get to that point. Um, so your first action step that I want you to write down is what is the product or service that you're leading, that your lead magnet will lead to? So write that down for yourself so that you know exactly this lead magnet is going to take me to this course, or it's taking me to a one-on-one -on -one coaching package or it's directing someone to schedule a session with me, get really clear where you want them to go. Cause you want to start with the end of mind. You want to know where your lead ma magnet is going to lead them to so that there's no guessing later on, like, Oh shoot. Like I created this amazing lead magnet, but it doesn't actually take them where I want them to go. So we want to start with the end of mind and make sure we know exactly where we want our clients to go. When I created my attract and stand out online um, six step workbook, that leads directly to my signature one-to-one -one coaching package. So I want you to be super clear on what that is. All right, so the second part that we're gonna talk about tonight is what is it that we, um, sorry, I got confused on my thoughts. So what's the problem? What is the problem that our ideal client is having? And we're gonna talk a little bit about making sure that we're solving the problem specifically for our clients so that we're not, um, solving something that doesn't make sense for them or doesn't even lead for lead towards who our ideal client actually is. So what we learned today is we want to make sure that we're building this towards our community. Every aspect of your business should be leading to what the problem is for your ideal client so that you can focus on solving the problem for them. Because remember, you're the expert. 
they're going to come to you because you're going to help them with whatever the problem is that they're struggling with. And your lead magnet has to solve the problem for your ideal client so that they can create. So you want to create a lead magnet that attracts them directly into your business. Um, if your ideal client is not struggling with your lead magnet, it's not going to lead them to your offer. It's not going to make any sense for anybody, right? Like, if, have you ever signed up for a lead magnet before and you've opened it up and you're like, what the heck did I just sign up for? Like, this is not like they made it sound like it was going to be this amazing thing. And I got like this little chintzy checklist or we, I got a video that didn't even make sense for what I thought I had signed up for. I know I have, I actually recently just signed up for something and it looked super cool. I was like, oh, this might be super helpful for me to like look at this different approach. And so I signed up for a lead magnet. And when I got it, I was like, oh, I was like, I already know this. Like this was like, it was like super basic. There wasn't a whole lot to it. It was like a simple checklist and it was like, check a couple boxes and um, track your stats. And I'm like, all right. I was like, that's cool. It's not what I thought it was. And I unsubscribed from that person's newsletter list. And we don't want that to happen to you. We want them to go, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe that I just got so much value from this freebie. My mind is blown. Imagine how much value I'm going to get if I pay this person and work with them. That's kind of the reaction we want people to get when they open our freebie. We never want to be like, oh, this is stupid, boring, unsubscribe, on to the next greatest thing. I mean, and it, it happens. You're going to get unsubscribes no matter what. Even if you have the most amazing freebie out there, you're going to have people that just have too many emails in their newsletter list and they're going to click the buttons and unsubscribe. I do it all the time. And I always feel bad sometimes too. I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like her content, but I just don't have like the brain space or the energy or the time because time is super precious right now, right? Um, so we unsubscribe all the time. So we want to make it where somebody goes, ah, I probably should unsubscribe because I'm really busy, but I love what they're doing. I can't leave right now. Like I'm going to stay and see what comes out next. So I want you to think of the top three problems that your ideal client is experiencing and write those down. And you don't have to like just write that you need to write out your top three problems that your ideal client is experiencing. You don't necessarily have to do it all right now. If you know them really easily, feel free to drop them in the chat. But I want you to think of what, what's their three biggest problems that they're experiencing. And then the second part to that step is I want you to do some market research. I'm like the market research queen. I love doing market research. I love going out there. And a lot of times we think we know what our ideal client is thinking, but until we actually talk to somebody who is our ideal client, we need to be able to verify and kind of fact check and make sure, okay, this is what I think my ideal client's problem is. Let me go talk to somebody who's my ideal client and make sure that I'm on the right track. What words are they using? How are they saying things? Because their words are liquid gold when it comes to your marketing, especially as you use it for your sales page on your um, work with me page, or if you're creating a, a blog post, even if you're talking to their pain point and you can use the exact same words that they use, that's going to pull them in even more. It's going to have a lean in. They're going to be a lot more curious if it's in their language. And there's nothing worse than using um, jargon or coach speak or words from like your industry. I always like to say, like when you go to the doctors and if they tell you you have conjunctivitis, you might be like, oh my gosh, what the heck is conjunctivitis? Am I dying? Like what is happening right now? And really you have pink eye and you just need an antibiotic for your eye. Like it's it, the words sound big and scary and people don't understand it all the time. So we wanna bring it down to a place to where we're using the exact same words that our customers are using. 
if a, if a doctor's client walked in and said, I think I have pink eye, the doctor doesn't need to use conjunctivitis at that point, right? They would say, oh, you have pink eye, like use the same language that your client uses so that you don't confuse them and overwhelm them and make them go, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what that means. And then it leaves you confused, right? So you wanna do market research. And I wanna give you two different tools that you can use tonight to do some of this market research. So one of the ways that you can find out um, problems that your clients are having and what your audience is searching for is by going to the website answerthepublic.com. So answerthepublic.com, you can type in the industry that you work in, you can type in the problem, and you'll it'll open up kind of to a world of Google, and you'll be able to search and see what people are actually asking for. You can see terminologies, the way that they're asking questions. Um, you can you might be able to quickly identify like, oh, I was gonna write my blog post this title. And then you put it in ask the public and you'll see, oh, there are a lot of people are actually searching for this topic, but they're not saying it quite like this. They're saying it like this. And you might be able to change some of the keywords that you have in your title to make it more um, ideal client friendly so that when they type for those things, your blog post is gonna come up versus something else. And then the second place that you can use, and this one, the answer to the public is free. Um, Keywords Everywhere is another um, tool that you can use. It used to be free. When I started sharing about this website, it was free. Um, they recently changed that probably about six months ago. It's $10 um, to install this onto your computer. Um, it's a great resource though. If you're wanting to make sure you're using the right keywords and you wanna be found on SEO and on Google, definitely take a look at keywords anywhere. You, I, I'm not 100% sure. I believe you can go in there and you can get like a couple test runs for free before you have to commit to it. Um, so definitely go check it out and see. But theirs is great too for being able to find out exactly what words people are using. Um, you can put in like, I'm looking for um, how to find my ideal client. And you put that in and um, they might say, people are actually saying how to find your dream client or how to attract your ideal client or how to attract um, your audience instead of client. Like you can see which words they're using so that you can make sure you're using those words in your content as well. So those are two resources that are great. Um, another option is to go to Facebook. Um, I still use Facebook for a lot of market research when it comes to what people are asking. Um, if you have a Facebook group, you can go to your group and ask questions, but actually my favorite way to do it is to go to some of the bigger influencers who do not necessarily the same type of work as I do, but they have a lot of entrepreneurs in their industry uh, or in their groups and look and like, just do a search, like for like scan through, what are people asking? What things are coming up? And you can find out a lot about your ideal client, like the questions they're asking, and you'll have to do some more research to make sure it fits your ideal client specifically. But a lot of times in those bigger groups, there's tons of conversations happening. There's tons of people asking questions. How do I do this? Where do I go to look for this? Where can I find this information? So find a group that's either specific to your niche or go to some of like the bigger groups, even like, um, like Marie, I don't know if Marie Forleo has a free group anymore. She used to, um, but some of those bigger influencers that have hundreds of thousands of followers, there's tons of interaction in those groups. Go and find those groups and start engaging in there. And you can even ask questions, like you can research other people's information by going through the search bar. 
but you can also ask your own questions like, hey, I'm doing market research. Um, my name's Darlene, I'm an online business coach. I'm really curious, um, what word do you use when it comes to creating a sex, um, like for money? Like I use, I interchange revenue generating profitable are like two words that I, that my, my audience uses both of. Um, and I found out that re, like, that was part of my research. I did like a lot of my people identify what they want a revenue, revenue generating business. They want to make, create revenue. And then I used to use profitable all the time. And I now have switched more to revenue generating, but that was based off of research that I did with my ideal clients from somebody else's Facebook group. So I was like, which, 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 which do you identify more with? And give them a couple options or say, hey, put your own in the comments below. Like which, what word would you use for this? Um, does that help like with like different ways that you can go into the communities and ask different questions? And then the next part is narrowing down to one specific problem that you want to address for your audience. What is the one specific problem you want to solve with your lead magnet to give them that one piece of information to move them forward? And then from there, you want to identify what is standing in their way and what is the solution, the quick win for them? What is that one thing that you can offer to them because you're the expert that will give them that quick win? And then the last step to it is you, you at this point, you should be able to identify, okay, now I know exactly what I want to create for my lead magnet. And I want, so your action step for this section is what will you name your lead magnet? What is the name that your ideal client would be searching for? What is the name for the lead magnet that um, feels in alignment with you and your brand and the types of clients that you're attracting? And what would make the most sense for the name of this lead magnet? So when people, when your ideal client lands on your website or if they find your freebie, wherever you've placed it at, whether it's on social media um, or whatnot, makes them go, ooh, I need to look at this. I wanna learn more about this. I'm just gonna jump in the chat. Oh, I just, I, this is my attempt at market research in the coming week. Yeah, perfect. And I got one bite so far. And then she asked me if I, if I still needed other people. And I did, it's, it has like 700 views in LinkedIn, but I only had one person, but she's offering to shop it around to other people. So I told her, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that's, yeah. yeah so, you, and that's a great way you, you post just on your page too. Like, Hey, I'm looking for information. Um, how can you help? I didn't look at yours specifically, but yeah, do posts um, in your community and find out like, Hey, I'm looking for research on this or, Hey, um, who's willing to jump on the phone with me for 20 minutes and I'll give you a Starbucks gift card um, or um, hop on the phone with me for 30 minutes. We'll do 15 minutes of me picking your brain for market research and 15 minutes. I'll answer any of your questions based off of my expertise. So it's a win-win for both sides. So I love that. Absolutely. All right. So now it's time to identify what it is you want to create. So this is key to set the tone for how your ideal client is going to get to know you. It's kind of that first impression that you're making. So there's four steps, four things that must happen in your lead magnet. Number one is you want it to be super easy to consume. They want the answer quickly. Nobody wants to download a lead magnet that has 56 pages of like 
four like font for <laughs> where there's just like tons of information and it's broken up and it's 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 not broken up and it's really hard to consume. So think of who your ideal client is. My ideal client typically is most of my clients are parents, they're mompreneurs, they're busy, they're on the go nonstop. If I made a 56 page document or a two hour training video for them to consume, they probably would never get to it, right? So think about your audience. What is easy to consume look like for them? And then step two is make it actionable. It's a free gift. They need to be able to take action because of the simple, easy steps that you provide them. You do not want to overwhelm them. So inside the document, whether it's a video or if it's a checklist or if it's a, a workbook, what are some easy, actionable steps that you can even identify? I love to put action step. <laughs> And like, like maybe they get like a paragraph of information and then there's action step. And then here's what they need to do to move their self forward. For me, it's for moving themselves forward in their business. That'll be different for each of you. But what's like a quick win, easy action step that they can take. The third thing that you want your lead magnet to have is you want to build trust. You're building trust with your audience. So as you design your content, make sure you're connecting and telling the stories um, that are going to resonate with your client. Remember, they have a problem and they're here for the solution. So I want you to make a, some sort of introduction, whether it's, if you're doing a video, it might be you saying like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, here's a little bit about me and my story. It doesn't have to be super long. It could be two to four sentences of just getting, giving them the chance to get to know who you are. So they feel like they know you. Um, if you're doing a workbook, that could be the first page, could have just a little bit of information like, hey, I'm Darlene Holly. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is um, a little bit about me versus just all of a sudden just going directly to the checklist. And then the fourth step that you want in this is you want to leave them wanting more. And I kind of mentioned this already, but don't give it all away. Um, you want them to come and eventually work with you. So think about how you can set it up in a way so that they get a little bit of information, they have a couple action steps and get a quick win, and then they're hungry for a little bit more that leads to what you offer. So your action step for this section is what will you create? What type of content can you create for this freebie that will leave them with the ability to know that they can consume it easily, they can take a couple action steps from it, they build trust with you, and you leave them still wanting a tiny bit more. Not that you're going to leave them to where they don't get anything. Keep that in mind. Like you want to have a first quick win, but how can they be craving a little bit more from you? So what will you create? And then the last step is kind of pulling it all together. This is where you pull your lead magnet together. Many times um, people are out there searching for things because they're ready to buy and they're looking for a quick fix. A lot of times when people sign up for, I know for myself, if I'm looking at something, a lot of times it's because I'm thinking about it all the time or I'm questioning myself on something and I'm trying to find an answer to my problem quickly. So I want that quick fix. And a lot of times if the lead magnet solves the problem or at least gives me a little bit more clarity for my problem, I'm going to be a little bit more curious to find out how I can figure out the rest of the pieces to the puzzle. 
and pull that together. So when they find you, how can you start to uncover the answers to the problem that you solve? Where will you, so sorry, so when, where can you find the answers to uncover that piece? And then as you pull it all together, where are you going to host your, your lead magnet? And Gladys, this kind of goes back to what you asked a little while ago. Um, there's a lot of different places that you can host your lead magnet. You can um, use Flowdesk or ConvertKit. They have special landing pages. Um, if you have a newsletter subscriber that you already are using, um, you, you, you can create a like, a, I can't even say the word, a landing page inside of the, um, I can't think tonight, the CRM, like the, um, your email list. Um, so you can use MailChimp. That's who I use. That's who I started with. There's tons of great companies out there. Um, I'm too lazy to switch off of MailChimp because it's too much work <laughs> to switch it. Um, I definitely encourage MailChimp for beginning, but as your business grows, when you're not being lazy like I'm being, like at some point, there's a lot of other great companies out there that you can use. There's ConvertKit, um, Kajabi, um, MailerLite is another free option that you can start with that's a great option. Um, so I would, if you don't have an email list at the moment, I would definitely start with MailerLite or MailChimp. Um, it's free, you can get started very easily. And when you're ready, you can move off that platform or you can grow with that platform and upgrade to their paid versions. And you're, you're able to do a couple different things inside their system. So when you, um, so I'm just gonna use MailChimp for an example, since that's who I use. Um, inside of MailChimp, I'm able to create my landing page, which has all the information for why somebody would wanna sign up for my newsletter list to get the freebie that I'm sharing with them. When they enter their information, like you guys did to sign up for this class, when you enter somebody's information, it automatically has the ability to send out a welcome email to say thank you so much for joining my community i'm so excited you're here um click here to get your um six steps workbook if i was using my attract and stand out online one um they automatically get the email where they can click that open and they can download the pdf directly to their computer um and i don't have to do anything on my side um and then from there you're able to create what i call a nurture sequence and this is where it, it's super important that you have a way for people to get to know you. You don't wanna just email them the one time and not respond to them again until your next newsletter comes out because they're gonna quick, in the beginning, this is when they're warm, remember? They have a problem. They came to you for a solution. They're ready to get more information from you. So during that nurture sequence, um, when somebody signs up, you can take them directly to a thank you page where they're able to you can say, hey, go check your email and, and you'll um, have an email waiting for you from me that'll have your free gift. You can also encourage them to follow you on social media or you can even have a small upsell. Um, I don't do this in my business, but a lot of people do. They'll have like a trigger, what they call like a trip wire, where if somebody signs up for your newsletter list, they're going to get um, immediately, it pops up on their screen with something that's like $7 or maybe it's $25. Um, some people love using those in their business. I personally would prefer to get people to know me a little bit more before, but that is an option if you want, especially if you're doing like Facebook ads or you're paying for your advertisement. When people subscribe, it is nice to have a tripwire built into there because then it helps pay for that ad. Not everybody signs up for it, 
but at least it helps even out some of those costs. Um, you can have a double opt-in depending on where you live at, it's required. I know if you're overseas in some countries, it's 100% required that you have a double opt-in. Um, here in the States, which I believe all of us are, um, you are not required to have one. It's more of a personal preference. If you want to make it so it's set up to where they have to, when they get the email, they have to click another button to make sure they wanna hear from you. And you wanna like scrub your list that way to make sure that people really wanna hear from you and they didn't just sign up on accident or something. Um, you can have that. Um, I already talked about the welcome email. The welcome email is where basically once once they say, yes, I want to hear from you, you have an email with the free gift right there in their inbox. And then a nurture sequence is what I encourage you to do from there. So once they get that welcome email, I want you to create what I call a nurture sequence, which is five to six emails that you send out over a course of every couple of days. Julie, did you have a quick question? I see your hand. Um, do you happen to know if, so like I serve people in Europe, do I need the double opt-in because they are my clientele? Is it based on my, like who's opening it or where I am based? Technically it's based on who's opening it. Okay. So if you have a lot of clients, if you're, if you're working on growing an international business, mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you just to have it because it's mm -hmm. too hard to pick and choose. Like, yes, you mm -hmm. need one, yes, you yeah. don't. Um, so if that's a market you're going for, then I would say just do it automatically. Okay. Um, and then also keep in mind, like, so, like sometimes when I've done double opt-ins, sometimes people don't realize they have to hit that button or it goes to yep. their, their promotions. So okay. make sure you follow up with those people too, because you'll get a notification usually that they signed up for like the first step uh -huh. and just make sure they follow through and get that double opt-in and okay. actually fully subscribe. But Thank yeah, you. that's a great question. Um, on the nurture sequence, have five to six emails. Um, so the first email is that welcome email. Here's your free gift. Thank you so much. Um, here, download it here. The second email typically is um, more of a reminder email like, hey, and, and do this like every two to four days, um, these five to six emails. So they get the welcome email today two to three days later, they get the next email, two to three days later from there, they get the next one, all the way through these six. So over the course of say two weeks, they're gonna get six emails from you. The first one is the welcome email. The second one is a reminder about the welcome email or the um, free gift, like, hey, um, how's things going? Have you had a chance to download my um, six steps um, to grow your business? Um, just wanted to remind you if you haven't had a chance to open it, don't forget to do that. While I'm here, I wanted to introduce myself and then maybe share a couple paragraphs about who you are. The third email, I love to share a little bit more value. Um, share a blog post that did really well that your audience loved that you've sent out before um, and just put it in the body of the email or you could even put most of it and then have them click to your website to read the rest of it if it's really long. Um, the fourth email could be you sharing a story about a client's success, a testimonial, a case study, something so they can see a little bit about how you work with your clients, the wins they have, a testimonial of how things worked. Um, the fifth email, fifth and sixth email can go a couple of ways. You can, both of those can be sales emails where you can introduce them. Hey, I have this amazing course. Um, I wanna tell you a little bit about it and you can share a little bit maybe in story form and then have them link to go to your, like your sales page or it could be 
the course completely there and you ask them to hit reply and respond to you. Um, and then the sixth email, if, if the fifth one wasn't a sales email, the sixth one should be, and let them know how they can work with you. Um, if you're leading them to a course, lead them to your course sales page. Um, if you are offering a one-to-one -one service and you want somebody to come in and work that way, maybe it's getting them onto a free call and hopping on like a 30-minute phone conversation with you. Determine which ways are going to be best for you. And keep in mind, not everybody is going to purchase from you. And don't get discouraged from that. It's a nurture sequence. It was six emails. It takes most people anywhere from seven to 13 touches before they will buy from you. So some people are going to be ready to buy because they have an, an, an immediate need for what you're offering. Other people need to warm up to you a little bit. They need to hear from you a little bit more. They need to continue to nurture that relationship. And when they're ready, they're going to remember to come back to you. And then the last piece to it is, is we talked earlier tonight about um, being consistent and emailing your newsletter list normally not part of the nurture sequence, just part of like, like I email every Wednesday. Um, you might email once a week, twice a month, whatever that is. But once they go through that nurture sequence, now they're on your newsletter list. So after you built that two weeks of trust through that nurture sequence, they're also going to start to get your weekly content or your bi-monthly, bi-weekly yeah, bi content. And they're going to get blog posts from you. They're going to get video trainings. They're going to hear about your podcast interviews that you've been on. They're going to hear stories that you share. You're going to share tips, all those different things that you're adding to your community for value. They're going to get all of those pieces. Pieces. So the last step that I want you to think of is set up all of these steps in your system so that they happen automatically. So the thank you page, the double opt-in, the welcome email, the five to six nurture emails sequence, all of those things should be automated or automated in your system. And you can do that through MailChimp, MailerLite, ConvertKit, all of those different companies to make sure that they, you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to wake up in the morning and go, oh, I got a new subscriber. Let me send them this email. Let me cut and paste it in. Like you don't have to do all of those baby steps. You want to make sure that it's all automated so that you can, it can be doing its thing in the background while you're serving clients and growing your business and marketing in other ways. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, stop the recording here so that we can share this out and then I'll answer any specific questions that you guys have that way you feel comfortable. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.